Digital Focus. Let's catch in with the Chief Executive at Grain Producers Australia, Ian Colin Bettles. Good morning, mate. Good morning, Troy. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Uh, before we speak, AFL Grand Final, mate. Wanted to get you on because I did speak with uh, Stephen Bolt from the Livestock Collective in uh, well in the last hour. But uh, of course, Grain Producers Australia, uh, you explained yesterday why the closure of the live sheep trade does concern the team there at Grain Producers Australia. Yep, yeah, had a couple of points there yesterday, mate. Yeah, of course. Well, as we know, this this ban. Uh, on the live sheep trade, the impacts are already being felt uh, pretty hard in mm. West Australia in particular and the sheep price across the nation. But many people who produce grain also run livestock. And in Western Australia, you know, um, sheep are obviously a key mix and uh, the sheep and wheat belt in particular, significant contributors to rural economies and the national economy, creating jobs and trade and economic activity. So um, we've supported other peak industry groups who co-signed this letter to the Prime Minister Anthony Albanese and the Agriculture Minister Murray Watt and we believe it's a red line issue. We think it's it's poor policy and it's just really kowtowing to the to the uh, the whims of animal rights activists who don't live with the outcomes like we do in the farming sector and it should be reversed and as the letter points out we're urging the government and they've still got time to reverse this uh, poor policy decision and respond to what the public's saying essentially. Uh, No, I mean, as you pointed out, he was asked questions Mm. yesterday, uh, I think on Perth Radio, uh, about the price of sheep plunging. Um, You know, there are farmers out there who are are looking at taking some drastic action on their properties because the price is so low. You know, he's just justified it basically by saying it's just the market in action and the cattle price is low as well. Well, I think he's getting his advice from A-Bears only. I think that him and the Prime Minister and the Trade Minister should probably get out and visit some farmers, sit down and speak to them face-to-face. We know the panel's been out there, but he's been hiding behind this panel for too long. Yep. And uh, really get out there and speak to them. And then if you're going to shut down an industry that farmers rely on, uh, you should at least look them in the eye and tell them face-to-face or, or work with them. It's got to a pretty serious level now. I think it's just gone too serious now, mate, hasn't it? Yeah, well... You know, GPA's position, mm. um, our chair, Barry Large, obviously has been um, outspoken on this and made his views clear. He's a grain producer, but he also runs sheep on his mixed farming property. So, you know, like many of our members, they're living with the outcomes too. But what really scares the broader agricultural sector across the country and why this is a red line issue because of the um, politically distorted version of social licence that's been used to justify this ban. You know, it's fruit from the poison tree. We know when the, the 60 Minutes aired this episode five and a half years ago uh, about the um, sheep shipment to the mm. Middle East. It was mm. seven-month-old footage yeah. and we know since then that the animal rights activists have owned up to paying the deckhand so he wasn't a whistleblower. So this is fruit from the poison tree to start with. It's really, it's being used to justify a ban. But the industry's gone on a journey in five and a half years, Troy. Yep. And that's also GPA's view. Yep. They've gone on a voyage of improvement. They're already world leading. They're operating at a 99.97% uh, animal welfare success rate. That's world leading. It's better than what you get in your paddock. So to shut it down based on, um, you know, no evidence... Mm, mm. Uh, or clear evidence of reforms yeah, and improvements, yeah. and then the, the next government saying, or if the coalition get in, we'll reverse it. Well, farmers are living with more and more uncertainty with these sorts of political interventions. So that's why it's a red line issue. Have the federal government just made up two words here, social licence? Is there such a thing, mate? 
Well, that's a great point. There's a lot of conjecture over mm. it, but mm. um, the, the term was originally coined really around the mining industry, around going and working with communities to get ahead of any negative outcomes, in particular around the environment and irreversible damage to the environment, so that you've got community buying and that's people who have skin in the game. So unfortunately, government's listening too much in terms of justifying social licence by listening to animal rights activists. They don't have skin in the game. They don't live with the outcomes. So to say, oh, let's just ban things, Troy, we've seen that with the greyhound ban in New South Wales. That was reversed by the government. They realised that was the wrong approach. This industry, the sheep industry, has gone on a huge journey of improvements. They're already world leading. They've taken their medicine yep. and they've got they can clearly demonstrate improvements in animal welfare but because of a political decision made five and a half years ago after a sensationalist television program with video footage provided by animal rights activists that was seven months old well i made a decision then they're now ignoring the the evidence so this isn't social license this is just blunt politics and that's why we're saying this is politically distorted version of social license listening too much to people who don't live with the outcomes and animal rights activists we know that the, the ends justifies the means. They'll get the sheep job done, then they'll go after cattle, and they're going to go after the milk in your coffee. There's nothing stopping them. They're extreme, and they're unhinged, and there's nothing sensible about it. So for a government to, to kowtow to their demands at the expense of farmers and the economy and job creation and that tax revenue that helps build hospitals and schools is just wrong, and that's why it's a red line issue. Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, as I said, did speak with uh, Stephen Bolt this morning, and there was a uh, a good article in Today's Rest uh, on page four. Uh, listen to farmers and the facts on live export, mate. Well, that's right. And, you know, let's get back to that point about fruit from a poison tree. Yeah. If the camera is going to be the ultimate witness here, mm. that, that governments need to know who's holding the camera. What's the story behind the presentation of that evidence in the court of public opinion? Because the same threshold... Mm in terms of being able to present evidence through the media uh, and create the sensationalism that leads to the bad decision-making isn't there. So we should at least stop and say, well, why was this seven-month-old footage presented on 60 Minutes Mm. uh, by the animal rights activists and what was the journey that led to that? And no one should make any decision uh, or make any judgment until they know the full suite of facts around how that video footage was presented in court of public opinion, and especially when it's handed to media outlets by animal rights activists. I mean, people yeah, are getting absolutely. tired of it, yeah, yeah. and government shouldn't respond to it. No, absolutely not. Well, let's hope that the uh, the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, well, he has that letter in front of him, and let's hope now he just does the right thing, not just here in for WA, sheep farmers, mate, but across Australia as well. Yep, that's right. Well, the challenge is with them yes, now, so absolutely. let's see where they go. Uh, on a lighter note, mate, um, the uh, AFL Grand Final tomorrow, uh, who are you liking? Well, I'm going for the Brisbane Double. Oh. Now, Sydney, oh. Swans aren't in. I know I'm from Western Australia, so you should be Eagles, you should be Fremantle, I'm South Fremantle. We're not even close, mate. Heart, but uh, I, want, I want to see the Brisbane Double. Yep. I just think it be a nice synergy. Uh, I'm not anti-Collingwood, just like the Lions like the way they're playing mm-hmm. this year. And, uh, of course, Penrith have had a good run yep. and have always liked, yeah. liked the Broncos, even though I'm a Manly supporter. And maybe that goes back <laughs> to Elfie Langer and the name Langer, which is obviously a big name in Western Australia yep. sport. So that's where I'm at. Who are you going for? Well, I did say on radio this morning that it could be a draw, but I'm just tending slightly towards Collywood just because it's at the MCG. I know that Brisbane have beaten them the last six times, but none of those games have been played at the MCG. So we'll just wait and see, mate. Absolutely, yeah. And a shout out to everyone out there in, in the regions who've played in there.
yeah, local yeah. community finals. Yes. We've seen some great posts of people enjoying the wins at all levels. Yeah, so, yeah. And the Claremont Colts last year, uh, last weekend as yeah, well. Well the done Mighty. to them. A lot of country players in that team Absolutely, too. they did too. And well done to the Moddy Black and Whites who won the Reserves Grand Final too while we're speaking <laughs> about go. it. Uh, mate, what else quickly is happening with you and the team there at uh, GPA? Well, we're still... Um, just getting back on the federal government, we're still opposing the biosecurity levy that's been imposed on growers. So that public consultation process is still open and, uh, you know, we're pretty upset about that yep. and we're putting in a submission that deadline's been extended uh, another week. So, but again, our members are unanimous in opposing that. We think we pay enough in levies already. The risk creators, the people who are bringing in these pests and diseases, um, they're not contributing the same amount in terms of um, shared responsibility and accountability. So the, the container levy that we've been calling for for, for a long time uh, should be implemented first mm. before the, the, this biosecurity protection levy. So outside of that, if the government is going to bring it in, we want to work with them to design the mechanism so that there's accountability and transparency and value to growers, and in particular grain producers who will pay the um, majority of this levy and that we want to see that there's actually some investment in targeted programs that will prevent things like capra beetle coming into Australia, which yep. can be a $15.5 billion hit to mm. our industry mm. and the economy. Mate, why are, say, the federal government and state governments uh, just trying to ruin agricultural regions at the moment? Uh, well, I wouldn't go that far, Troy. I'm probably a little bit more balanced. I don't think these are good policies, but I think in other areas they're, you know, they're doing their best. But some of these issues are complicated, and, and I think in particular around um, giving animal rights activists any say in what's happening and listening to them, that's just pure politics. Um, that has unintended consequences. But I think, you know, you listen to Jackie Jarvis talk, she's very genuine about her passion for agriculture. Who's, and, uh, um, who's Jackie talked to, though? Because we talked to the farmers here and no one's heard from Jackie Jarvis. Yeah, well, Darren West, I mean, he's a farmer. So he's out there um, harvesting at the moment, I think, some some hay. But, you know, they're your elected representatives. So we can sit down and talk to them about the policy position. But as we know, they go away and weigh that up and mm. balance it out. But mm. when the agriculture minister gets in the party room or sits around cabinet, um, I'm pretty sure federally, um, I don't know, you know, how strongly Murray's mm. advocating mm. for things like this. This is just the biosecurity levy is just an easy one for Jim Chalmers to go, yep. Yeah. Yeah, go out yeah. there and grab us another fifty million dollars. It's yeah. going into consolidated revenue, right? It's yep. government consolidated revenue, yeah. Yeah. and the federal agriculture department got one hundred and forty million dollars in the federal budget um, because it's been underperforming, and people have concerns. They don't want to give money to a department that's already failing to demonstrate that it's delivering outcomes. So it's sending good money after bad. You know, they, we've got to put a line in the sand on these issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the difficulty for Labor. Yeah. They don't have as many people in rural seats. So, you know, to make them aware of the damage they're causing um, is the key. Mate, enjoy the AFL Grand Final tomorrow. Enjoy the NRL Grand Final. I know you've still got plenty of other stuff going on too with GPA. But uh, as always, mate, uh, nice to have you on Rural Focus. Thanks and chat soon.